What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hot Tag Podcast. I am your host, Christy Francesco, and welcome to part two of my WrestleMania, I guess you could say, rewind. I'm, I'm basically going to do some watch-alongs of uh, my personal favorite WrestleMania matches of all time as we approach or as we are completely deep here into WrestleMania season for the WWE. Um, you know, we're just, geez, less than a month away now. Um, what is it, like 25 days, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, before, you know, over 25,000 people will be um, down in Tampa Bay. Uh, was it Raymond James Stadium where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the big pirate ship? So it's obviously pirate themed for the WWE. We got WrestleMania 37. Um, looking forward to, to that. It's it's probably going to shape up to be a pretty big show. Two nights, uh, same as NXT as they announced um, this week that uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver will be two nights that should be spectacular and wrestlemania will be uh two nights but for tonight's episode uh we are going to get in the little bit of a way back machine here we're going to go to wrestlemania 31 which occurred march 29th 2015 at levi stadium in santa clara california that is the home of the san francisco 49ers um absolutely beautiful venue uh, a couple, you know, tough thing. Uh, the tough thing about this, th- this WrestleMania was, um, you know, it's West coast. So a lot of the pay-per-view or a lot of the event was in daylight. Uh, you know, even when you get here to the main event, um, what we're going to watch tonight, which was Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, uh, it was daylight a little bit. You know, the sun was starting to go down, yes, but it was still, you know, pretty much still daylight going into the main event. And it kind of hurt the show. And and I don't mean hurt the show in terms of the quality of the show. What a lot of people were looking forward to in this show, besides the main event, was uh, The Undertaker's return uh, to WrestleMania since, you know, losing uh, his streak the year prior in New Orleans against Brock. But he was returning to face uh, Bray Wyatt. And at this time, you know, Bray Wyatt had a really cool, uh, you know, uh, dark entrance. Obviously, we know the dead man, the legendary, the greatest entrance uh, in, in wrestling history, both of 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 them were meant to be in either like an arena obviously where the lights can go out or or maybe on an east coast pay-per-view uh where it's dark by seven o'clock at night so by the time it's 10 o'clock at night eastern time you know these guys could be coming out for their matches and they could be having their you know quote-unquote dark um you know walkway uh, uh entrance down down the ramp so um that really hurt I believe the the overall mystique of the Bray and Undertaker match, um, although it was a really really good one, uh, you know Undertaker looked tr- uh, tremendous. Uh, kudos to Bray for selling there uh, during that evening. But another one that would have been great, probably in the dark, was Sting and Triple H. Uh, Triple H always has tremendous entrances at WrestleMania. Uh, his would have been great. Obviously, we look at. Uh, Sting as another one of those Undertaker types, you know, the dark kind of like a Dark Knight character. Not, I don't mean like in, in the sense of Batman, but uh, uh, you know, the, the the Dark Knight of WCW. He was a kind of guy that was, you know, in the shadows and, and stuff like that. And here he is coming out in broad daylight. Um, 
So yeah, that 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 one kind of um, stung a little bit just for those two. However, uh, notwithstanding, we are going to get into our match here, which is, uh, like I said, WrestleMania 31. This is Brock Lesnar defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Roman Reigns. Um, this is also famous mainly for um, the time that uh, we witnessed um, probably one of the greatest finishes in, in WrestleMania history, which was Seth Rollins uh, cashing in his money in the bank uh, briefcase and contract and walking out the WWE um, world heavyweight champion. And we're going to watch along here with you guys. Uh, if you guys can fire up your WWE network or wherever um, you guys, you know, watch um, this pay-per-view or get your wrestling uh, videos, but mainly if you're on the WWE network, uh, head over to WrestleMania 2031 uh, uh, and then fast forward to 332. 46 and i'm going to count you guys down from three two one and uh during this show i'm just going to talk a little bit you know i'm not going to go move for move but i'm going to talk about um this pay-per-view maybe like the build-up to what happened here um i do want to talk a little bit about uh what we saw this past uh week uh, for aew um i did you know watch that pay-per-view for free wasn't going to pay for that uh so i have some thoughts about that um and yeah, we're just going to just have some fun here. And then at the end of the show, I will run through some plugs of things that I got going on and that we have going on over at the Neurothusiast Wrestling Podcast. Uh, and then I will let you guys know what we will be talking about um, next, which match uh, will be a good one. It's going to go on the way back machine. It's going to uh, be something that occurred at WrestleMania uh, 13. But here we go. 332-46, 3 Two, one, play. And uh, this is, we catch up here with Roman Reigns uh, coming down um, from the crowd. Uh, so, you know, we, we, to kind of catch you guys up here a little bit, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar uh, had received a monster push, you know, starting uh, the year before uh, when he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 uh, to end uh, Taker's legendary streak to be, you know, become the one and 21 and one, as Paul Heyman mentioned, probably 3.4 million times over that, you know, next year. Uh, Lesnar went on to beat John Cena. He became WWE champion at SummerSlam 2014 in dominating fashion. That was when we saw, um, you know, that was a time, what was it, 16, you know, belly to belly, uh, you know, German suplexes. Was that it? Was it 16? I believe it was 16. I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty certain it was 16. Um, so, you know, keep going here. Um, you know, Reigns became, you know, the breakout star in, in the summer of 2014 when Rollins, uh, you know, turned on him and Ambrose to, to put an end uh, to the shield. Um, you know, following the turn by Rollins, Reigns basically went through everybody in his path. And that was just the booking at the time. Uh, you know, we are knee deep here in the quote unquote shove baby face Roman Reigns down our throats. You know, this is a complete 180 to what we see now, but that's like six years in the making. Now, this is 2015 and we as fans were begging Reigns to become a heel at this point because the baby face thing just wasn't working. Uh, and, you know, when 
you know, uh, uh, Barone and I covered uh, the, the 2015 Royal Rumble, which was in Philadelphia, which set up to this um, where uh, Reigns won the Rumble and was booed out of the, the Wells Fargo Center, uh, even though The Rock was there. Uh, so that was just wild. Um, but, yeah, you know, we're we're six years uh, ahead of, of where this match takes place. And we were at a point where we wanted Reigns to be heel at this point. Uh, and it just wasn't happening. He was just white meat, pure baby face. Um, and just the crowd just wanted nothing of it. It's probably why it goes into, you know, what went into the decision to 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 crown, you know, Rollins the champion here at the end. But um, just watching this, this, you know, 360 view they're doing of the pyro for Roman uh, as he, you know, digs his fist into the mat. The setup here for WrestleMania 31 is probably in my top three, maybe favorites of all time. I thought the stage was absolutely spectacular. Uh, the setup was wonderful. Like I said, the only drawback to this show was that the majority of it was in daylight. Like, look, we're looking at this match right now and it's, you know, the sun's setting, but it's still, you know, pretty, pretty bright. Um, so it, it was just wild, but man, the setup, this, you know, WWE always does a masterful job when it comes to WrestleMania. Um, and like the, look at the, look at the stage. If you guys are watching the same time as I am, as Brock's about to enter just an incredible, incredible stage. Um, so we're getting ready to hear to see uh, the beast Brock Lesnar and Brock is just jacked here. I mean, he's, you know, my, my friend and I, we always use the word like, you know, gas to the gills. But I mean, he's just, you know, he's just a, a different human being, man. Just one of the most freak athletes that we've seen probably ever in, in the wrestling business. Um, you know, and you go up to this point here, you know, Lesnar didn't wrestle as much as the WWE champion. Uh, a lot of fans hated that. You know, it, you know, I, I can admit that, too. You know, I'm I'm an old school guy to where. You know, if you're the champion, I kind of want to see you almost every single week on television. You know, you're the champ. You know, you you represent that that brand. You know, the, you're the guy. Um, you know, I get it now. Uh, you know, Jr. says it's just a prop at this point. Um, it's one of the few things I agree with Jr. about these days is um, uh, is uh, it, it's just a prop at this point. But when you got a guy like Brock Lesnar, who's a, just an absolute stud. Uh, a mainstream star. I kind of want to see him a little bit more often. Um, you know, he was on a part-time schedule, so he only de defended the title twice on television before mania. Um, he had that fantastic match at the Royal rumble when he beat Cena and Seth Rollins, which was just probably the second best main event of that year. Besides this one right here. Um, you know, to me, it was, it, it, it was my WWE match of the year in 2015, which was that Royal Rumble match. Um, this just had the best finish ever, but it wasn't, you know, the best match uh, of the year. Uh, Brock had all the pyro here tonight um, during this one. Um, you know, Reigns went on, you know, to win the, the 2015 Rumble, like we said, which was, you know, the obvious outcome, even though like, like, like we talked about, he was just, you know, booed out of Philadelphia. Uh, they were not thrilled about uh, the monster push he was receiving. And, you know, Barone, who does the Nerd Enthusiast Wrestling Podcast with me, does this hot tag podcast with me when he can. Um, he was there that night, and he, you know, said that the booing was just deafening 
um, for rains that evening. Um, so let's let, let's kind of as we get in, you know, on the road of re- to WrestleMania, uh, this story was about, you know, Reigns proving that he belonged at the main event level um, while Lesnar was confident that he would retain the title. It was just that simple, uh, simple story here, baby face and heel. Um, there was also like that stupid visual where Lesnar and Reigns played tug of war with the title um, as if they were children fighting over a teddy bear. Um, but, you know, we were not going to dwell on that too much. But, um, you know, here's introductions here uh, by, um, um, well, how do I not remember her name? I can't believe. Uh, Lillian Garcia. Wow, geez. But, you know, Paul Heyman does the introductions here for for Brock. So before we get to uh, uh, this match, just to kind of, this event was huge, man. It's like, what was it, like 70,000 people, I believe, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, you know, you had, Earlier in the night, you had just a tremendous match between Orton and Seth Rollins, where we saw one of the best, uh, maybe the best RKO that I personally have ever seen. Um, the step up, you know, the curb stomp step up into a airborne RKO was spectacular. Um, you know, and then, you know, you, you, you go earlier on. You know, Daniel Bryan won the Intercontinental title on this show and, and the money in the uh, Intercontinental title ladder match. Um, and like I said, you had uh, uh, Undertaker and Bray, Sting and uh, uh, Sting and, and Triple H, which was probably the most memorable moment of the of the evening. Bef- other than this one was just how amazing that was. Uh, you had an appearance by Brock and, and The Rock. Oh, I'm sorry, by The Rock and Ronda Rousey. And that basically, you know, kind of set the tone for a few years later when it was, you know, Ronda Rousey kind of taking over the women's division. And here we are in the beginning, you know, Brock's already bleeding around the eye. Uh, these guys are just going at it, man. Um, you know, here's F5 number one. Uh, Brock just dominating, like literally tossing around a 265-pound uh, 265 man like it's nothing in, in Roman. Um just Brock's just a different, just a different, a different being um, at this juncture. Uh, but it was a phenomenal, phenomenal show. I thought WrestleMania 31 was one of the better ones of the past, you know, 15 years or so. Um, just top to bottom, really good show. Uh, I, I, I thought, um, you know, you had John Cena versus, um, uh, what was it John Cena versus Rusev? or Miro, if you guys listening now or only know him from uh, AEW. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was a really good show. It's crazy to think, and, you know, John Cena said this in a promo with Roman a year or two ago, a couple years ago, where it's wild to even think that it's been like five or six, it was like five years maybe. Um, I mean, at this point right now, it's been like five or six years since we've seen – uh, John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. I'm thinking WrestleMania 29, right? Was the last one. Am, am I wrong there? That WrestleMania 29 was the last one when he, on his um, his twice in a lifetime event against The Rock, right? 30, he wasn't, definitely he was not the main event. That was Daniel Bryan. Here, he's not the main event. In 32, he was not the main event. 33, also no. 34, no, he wasn't. 35. I know for a fact he was not. And obviously he wasn't against Bray Wyatt uh, last year. So yeah, it's been, wow, we're going on 
this is WrestleMania 37. So we're going on. This is the eighth year now. It's been eight years. This will be the eighth uh, WrestleMania since um, since John Cena main evented. So for those who always say, you know, the guy got pushed to the moon or uh, I mean, which he did, he deserved it and he earned it. Or to say, you know, the guy just doesn't put guys over. I mean, he hasn't he's a, probably in the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling over the past 30 years. And the guy hasn't main evented uh, the biggest event of the year for WWE in eight years. So, you know, that's pretty crazy to think about. Hope to see John Cena uh, again soon. The, the the product only benefits uh, when he's around. So uh, to kind of discuss what I what I wanted to talk about earlier, and I promised that I, w- I, I would bring up the AEW Revolution pay-per-view real quick um, as we're, you know, around this match here where um, at this point it's, it's Brock dominating completely on offense and Roman trying to make the baby face come back. And that's another cool thing before I get to AW that I really like about Brock. That's very, that's, that's not talked about enough uh, about Lesnar. Uh, people forget, you know, a lot of current WWE fans forget, you know, Lesnar's first run with the WWE, how spectacular he was. What's so great about, uh, uh, Brock and you know Barone and I have talked about this many times if Brock wants to work with you if he's wrestling somebody that he likes being up against he is probably one of the best sellers that I've seen like ever especially as a big guy I mean the guy is about 285 290 pounds um, you know when you watched him against AJ Styles when you watched him against Rey Mysterio um I mean, even some of the matches he had, obviously, you know, he had a really great match with Seth. He had some good ones, obviously great ones with The Undertaker. But Brock knows exactly what he's doing. Um, but he's built here to be that that indestructible monster, right? So um, so his job isn't to sell. His job is to dominate because that's just, just who he is. But you know, when he wants to work with someone, he had a, a phenomenal match with Daniel Bryan where he sold like he was a 235-pound wrestler, moving all around the ring, taking big bumps. He's a tremendous worker. And, you know, I, I think that that doesn't get talked about enough uh, about Brock. He does not get the credit that he deserves. Most people just look at the fact that he doesn't wrestle that much during the year, so, you know, they kind of just hold things against him. But, you know... I enjoy watching Brock matches when he's against guys that can work. You know, it's not, I mean, it's okay when he's, you know, wrestling guys like Braun Strowman or Goldberg, because you know, you're about to watch an absolute semi truck crash. Um, It's not something that you're like, Oh, this could be a great catch as catch can style match, but it's still fun um, uh, to watch Brock when he's in an element where he has a smaller guy that can bump around. But, um, you know, he against Reigns, man, he 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 sold a good comeback. And that's that's what a heel does. They feed the comeback for the baby face. Um, and, and we saw that in this match as well, especially when 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 Seth came out. That was a ridiculous knee to the to the tricep into the shoulder area of, of Roman. Um you know, we're getting to a point soon here where we see uh Brock get busted open, but that's coming um a little bit later on, I believe. Um, but you know, my, my thoughts on AEW revolution, I watched the pay-per-view, you know, I, I streamed it, um, uh, on last Sunday, uh, my opinion on it. If, you know, if I had to give it, you know, out of a 10, I'd give it a solid four. 
Um, the only reason why I, I give it a four is because of the sting, uh, Darby Allen, and then what is it? Uh, Ricky Starks and Brian cage, the cinematic match, which God, my oh, what a frigging clothesline. Um, that was just stiff as heck. Uh, yeah, that cinematic match was tremendous. I would have booked a different ending, but you know, I'm not here to play Booker man. Um, but I would have had Darby Allen as the guy that uh, that would have shined in that match and would have gotten the final pin. You know, part of me understands. Uh, you know, Sting being getting the being the guy that gets that pin, but you know, at 61, 62 years old, you know, Sting is an established guy. His his reputation precedes itself. Um, he doesn't he 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 didn't need to get that pin. You know, to me, Sting's job that night is to get Darby Allen as over as possible. Um, so that, that would have been the only thing I would have changed other than that, man. I thought the pay-per-view was just bad. I, I really, I thought the ladder match was just one botch after the other. It was just very convoluted. Um, just wasn't a fan. I don't like anything the young bucks do. Um, so, you know, that might be a biased opinion. And then, you, you know, you get to, you, you get to the main event and I still, I don't, I don't care. You don't. In this today's day and age, when you have a worker like Kenny Omega, and you know I've watched Kenny Omega in Japan, I've seen him have, you know, you know, I don't like using five star matches, but in wrestling terms, that's you know what you you know sheep understand sometimes when you guys pay attention to Meltzer, is you know the the, the star ratings. You know, I've watched Kenny Omega have five star matches um, with guys. He's an unbelievable worker when he's motivated. And for me, I liked Dean, I liked Moxley or, you know, I liked Dean Ambrose in WWE um, because he, he was not allowed to do all he wants to do. You know, people forget he's a graduate of CZW, right? Um, which is just, you know, extreme wrestling guys that, you know, took chainsaws to themselves and, you know, destroyed, you know, glass all over them, light bulbs, just garbage, just trash backyard wrestling, no talent hacks. That's where he came from. And he gets regulated in WWE, which he should have made him a millions and millions of dollars, got him recognized with the shield, got him a world title, you know, a couple world title uh, runs. But, you know, I don't like the fact that, that AEW was just acquiescing to a guy that just wants to cut himself and have these these death matches. And then you're putting a guy like Kenny Omega into this match where, you know, this is one of the best workers in the world and he's your world champion. He doesn't, you know, you don't have to prove to me that the guy's tough. You know, it's not that kind of era anymore. Um, you know, I, I want to see a wrestling match. I want to see a really good match. Yeah, maybe make it no holds barred, you know, crap like that. But to see an exploding death match is, to me, that's a desperate move for a company that can't seem to get new fans. And, you know, the, the AEW sheep fans that will go all over social, social media and say they're such a great, phenomenal product, nobody, no one has been able to explain to me. And, look, I don't like Vince Russo. I think he's awful. I don't think he's he has a creative bone in his body outside of that, you know, 18 months that he created – you know, you know, storylines in WWE for the Attitude Era, but, you know, it helps. He had one of the best rosters of all time. Guys that probably didn't need him too much. But my my point is, Russo had brought up a great point months ago that nobody has yet to answer. The first episode of AEW Dynamite, 1.4, a little over 1.4 million viewers. 
since then, AEW averages probably 700, 710,000 fans, right? Um, you know, you guys could probably look that up. Um, they have yet to break a million since overall for a show. My question has always been, if they've got such a hot product, where did half of their audience go? You know, you, you start with a 1.4 and you can't even get back to a one. So where do 700,000 fans go consistently weekly? You know, maybe if you were pulling 900s, 950s every single week, then, okay, I could say that's pretty good. You're just, you know, eventually got to got to get in there and, and get that. But they, they can't keep their audience because they're not doing anything different. They're not. They're not a different product. They're a glorified indie show with a television deal on TNT. That's it. And that's just the way it is. You know, we're getting into here this part of the match, which is phenomenal, where Brock has just delivered, I think, his third F5 after about slapping the bejesus out of uh, Reigns about five or six times here. And, you know, Reigns, that that ultimate baby face right now, that underdog coming from the bottom is just not giving up. And Brock is showing great acting by Brock. Brock now tossing the guy out of the ring. Brock starting to get, you know, a little animated in the face. He's not happy, wondering what he's got to do to, to get the big dog down. Um, I think this is right around the spot here where we're going to see um, Brock get a little color, uh, which really, really makes a match um, uh, much better. Um, but, man, look at Brock. He's just a, a pure mutant. Boom, here we go right here. Brock just starts just pouring blood out of the top of his head. A lot of people believe that he bladed. I'm not really sure where he would have been able to do that. Personally, I think he just caught his head on something that's attached to that pole. Um, but boy, oh boy, does he start pouring blood. Um, because, you know, he's going to be a good bleeder because all the guy does is sweat. Um so yeah, here we go right here. You know, you could you could just look at it right there that Brock was kind of you know, his eyes are a little glazed over. He's kind of, you know, knocked on his knocked on his, you know, behind here. Uh that kind of knocked the, the the wind out of him a little bit. Um I think he's just trying to get his 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 brains back together after being scrambled on that pole, but just a phenomenal visual. I know people, you know, there's not blood that much anymore. That's just the hard way. But this is what makes the match even better here. This is what helps the baby face kind of get a little bit more sympathy. Like, oh my gosh, like he's got this far. And like, look at this little break that he just caught. And now Brock is just bleeding everywhere. And here's a Superman punch. And look at the selling by Brock. Brock is just selling it all. Great facials here by Rain saying, oh my God, I, I've stumbled him and um, got to keep going at it. I don't know why he took so long. That part is not a big fan of. And here goes, look at the sell. Just a great sell by Brock, man. You just... You know, it's very just an underrated worker. Um, what I don't like about here is as he's rocked here and, you know, Reigns has taken forever to make his next move. Um, here comes the third Superman punch caught in uh, to some elbows. See where we go from here. More elbows, more elbows, headbutts, which I hate in pro wrestling. Um, here we go. Third Superman punch. Boom. Finally gets the big man off his feet. Brock is down. Gets back up. And spear number one. Wow, great spear by Reigns. You can see it's dark now, so um, 
we're now we're now in the evening in Santa Clara, California. Um, Brock is just stumbling all over the place. Here comes spear number two. Great spear, man, by by Reigns. He really digs into it. Second spear, Brock kicks out. Um, going back to the main event of AEW real quick. I thought it was trash. You know, it's not my kind of wrestling. I I absolutely hated ECW growing up. Again, this is one man's opinion. My opinion is absolutely irrelevant. Um, but I, I thought it was a trash main event. Uh, it was slow. Uh, the the explosions. Uh, they were all very obvious that they had nothing to do with the ring ropes. Uh, the timing was off on all of them. So obviously whoever controlled them was very bad with their timing. Uh, very WCW-ish. Um, here comes another attempt at a Superman punch. Caught on the top of the shoulders. Here comes a fourth F5. Um, this is just unbelievable. Um and it's about to start. It's you know, business is about to pick up um, right now. As the crowd, you just one look at my man running down this ramp, flying. Um, look at the crowd, man. The crowd is going nuts right about now. Um, I remember watching this live, and I remember thinking, man, I don't think he's gonna win, but this is a badass way to finish a pay per view to have this guy who just had an incredible Royal Rumble match with Brock involved. And now he's, he's coming in to catch his money in the bank with both these guys just messed up. Um, but yeah, the exploding, uh, all that exploding crap. And then the very end when the bomb goes off, you know, quote unquote, the bomb goes off. It was literally like my, my next door neighbors bought some fireworks for 4th of July and just let them off in a park cross street. So it was pretty garbage. It was an awful visual. Um, I, I'm not a Moxley guy. I like Kenny Omega, but man, if you want to lose viewers and, and there's a curb stomp and, you know, Rollins is trying to decipher what's going on with reigns here. Um, here we go. Looking for another curb stomp uh, earlier in the night when Rollins would go for this, we saw <laughs> an uh, uh, RKO and here comes a boom, a big spear from reigns. And then here comes the curb stomp. By Rollins, one, two, three. Absolutely tremendous. Look at the freaking reaction from the crowd, from Seth. Um, just an absolute historic, legendary moment in the annals of of, of WrestleMania lore. Um, just amazing. What, what helped this is, you know, Brock still kind of looks good because uh, he wasn't the guy that was pinned. He took a nasty spear at the end, which... A lot of people thought maybe he had broken his ribs because the bump was a tough bump um, because if you go back and you watch it, um, Brock took that bump the way he did to protect the man on the shoulders, which was Rollins. Um, so they'll show the replay again, and you'll see. Um, I think it's right here. Just watch. Yeah, like Brock went down that way because he threw Rollins <laughs> off of his shoulders um, into a curb stomp onto the exposed rain Roman Reigns. And then there it is. And here comes a twirl, the vintage um, uh, Seth Rollins there. Um, just beautiful way to end this just legendary, um, memorable event. Um, just love this match. This this whole thing, man, from start to finish, was it felt big. Both guys were absolutely tremendous. Um, you know, hats off to Brock, you know, taking that that shot in the in the head off the pole and bleeding like a stuck pig. Uh, Reigns was great. 
Um, and then, you know, the cash in was perfect. The timing was perfect. And I, I thought you couldn't book a better finish. Um, just beautiful, beautiful work by creative and by, by Vince to, to, to get this and to make it work. And, you know, this was at a point where it's like, man, you, you strapped the rocket to, to reigns, you know, dating back to, to SummerSlam of 14. Then he dominates the Royal rumble and wins the rumble. And you come here and you beat him. You know, I don't know what that shows. I don't know if that's they wanted to get Rollins over to build a new big time heel because, you know, Brock's part time. So to have somebody chase Rollins. Um, but it worked, man. Whatever the creative was, you know, they felt that it wasn't time for range yet, but it was time for a big time heel champion. And that's, you know, time to create Rollins. And Rollins was spectacular. Um as WWE World Heavyweight Champion, you know, is, you know, a lot of people wish he would go back to that type of heel Rollins, not the Messiah that we see now, but um, definitely um, the Rollins from that 2015, 2016 time before, right before he, he tore up his knee. Um, but that, uh, that wraps up uh, this WrestleMania rewind. Absolutely enjoyed this one. Um, you know, it wasn't that back and forth, you know, 10 star classic wrestling match that we saw that we watched last week between Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. Um, but this one was just a great story. Um, pure baby face versus heel um, David versus Goliath. But then, you know, what doesn't happen in David and Goliath is like this little, <laughs> this third party uh, dude comes out of nowhere and steals the show. And that here it was, you know, Seth Rollins comes in and takes care of business and becomes the WWE World Heavyweight Champion to close out WrestleMania 31 in grand fashion. Um, so, man, this was a lot of fun. I thank you guys so much for joining me on this ride on the WWE Network. Just a reminder, you guys, Fastlane, uh, you can watch on Peacock. As far as I know, you can watch Fastlane on Peacock, but you can watch it also on the WWE Network. It is the last pay-per-view that you will see in the current form of the WWE network, uh, be WrestleMania will be the first event that will be Peacock only, or I guess you can order it on pay-per-view if that's even still a thing for, for wrestling, but uh, Peacock is four ninety nine, Uh So you're getting, you know, $5 cheaper. I think if you sign up now, I think it's two ninety nine, and you get the WWE network and WrestleMania. I think I saw a deal like that. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's, you know, some ads that I keep saying uh, regarding the deals. But uh, just a reminder that Fastlane will be the last pay-per-view event streaming on the WWE Network. And um, from then on out, it will be exclusively on uh, the Peacock streaming uh, service, which is $4.99 a month for all you Office fanatics. Um, that is where the office is exclusively streaming on. And that is going to be where the WWE will be streaming everything um, from now on. Uh, we'll be on Peacock because of a nice little built multi, you know, uh, over billion dollar deal with with NBC and uh, Universal. But thank you guys so much. This is the Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, don't forget. Go to youtube.com slash nerd enthusiast uh, podcast. You'll find uh, the gaming show, the poker show, uh, and then you'll find the wrestling podcast, which is Barone and I 
And, you know, we are uh, this week, we're going to probably record like four, three or four episodes in a row to kind of have in the bag for WrestleMania season. Um, we're going to cover WrestleMania five, which was the mega powers explode. We're covering that one because that's the earliest memory that Barone has of getting into pro wrestling. He was a Hulkamaniac. He loved the mega powers. He loves talking about the mega powers and that legendary storyline. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, then we're going to go into, I believe, WrestleMania 17, uh, 19, 25, and 35. Um, so we're going to, we, we handpicked those. Um, we might, we're going to do some exclusive content on Patreon. Uh, dot com slash nerdthusiast. So uh, coming up on that, we're going to talk a little bit about the um, the Katie Vick storyline. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to probably for WrestleMania purposes cover uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart um, as a, a exclusive content from WrestleMania 13. Um, however, for the Hot Tag Podcast next episode, we are going to cover. WrestleMania 13, uh, I believe it was Chicago, Illinois. It is going to be Bret the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, probably top three of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Obviously the greatest double turn uh, in the history of the wrestling business. Um, very much looking forward to doing that. Such a... a um, a memorable, uh, um, um, you know, I guess you could say trailblazing match. I mean, that was basically where we saw the beginning, the true beginning of Austin and, you know, the, the, the Austin era before heading on his run to WrestleMania 14 to, to defeat Shawn Michaels to become the champion and officially usher in the Austin era. But a lot of people can, can point back to WrestleMania 13 as the beginning of the Austin era uh, and the beginning uh, of, you know, you know, getting towards that attitude era. Um, so I can't wait um, to do that. Watch along with you guys um, next time here on my hot tag uh, WrestleMania rewind watch alongs. Uh, so thank you guys so much again. Uh, YouTube.com slash nerdthusiast, uh, Patreon.com slash nerdthusiast. Or if you guys don't want to watch on YouTube or listen to it on YouTube, you guys, anywhere you listen to podcasts in the world, any platform, type in nerdthusiast wrestling podcast and you guys will find us. But for this show, you guys know, you know, long, long enough now where you can find us, Spotify, Google, Apple, um, you know, breaker anywhere. You guys listen to podcasts, whatever app you have um, podcast addict. Um, you know, I can't think of all the other ones already, um, but wherever, you know, whatever's downloaded on your phone or, or your your laptop where you guys listen to your podcasts, type in the Hot Tag Podcast, and you will see our logo, and you will be able to catch um, this show, last week's show, any show that we've done in the archives. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I will be back. Super pumped to be with you guys for this. I love doing this. Um, I am Chris Francesco, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend. Have a good one. Bye-bye.